for club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it all right welcome everyone uh this is the reality czars podcast and i'm your only host today nate uh tony is doing something with his brother so i've got some interesting guests on today um, I tried to have a conversation with these guys like a while back and we recorded and then something fucked up with the audio. So this is the first time I'm, that you guys will hear from them. Uh, we have Arizona on the line and we have Matthew. Uh, these guys are under the banner of the Ansin ball and Synergist ball now, right? Ansinge. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you just call it Ansinge, but like yeah. if you want to do like the legacy term, Ansinge. Anarcho-synergist ball? Or, yeah, Anarcho-synergy I mean, ball. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I mean, like, that's yeah. either one you want yeah. is acceptable. We're so, not really focusing more on faxes now. We were talking earlier, and you were saying this is anarchy without... Uh, how, how do you anarchy guys look? with all adjectives. With all yeah. adjectives. So, um, why don't you guys tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, Arizona, why don't you start out? Um, I am a propagandist. Uh, I am... I would describe myself as, uh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, um, I am, I am the assistant social media director for Spike Cohen. Uh, I used to, I used to work on some Berman Supreme stuff as well. Um, I've been with Anarcho Synergy Ball here for about a year or two now, I think, or since like late or early 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, am very interested in bottom unity um, and from an anarchist perspective and instead of focusing on these stupid fucking um, ideological like tests and fighting constantly over our uh, our ideologies why don't we actually go out and practice anarchism every fucking day and uh, why don't we try to make our communities a reality instead of just fucking circle jerking on the internet about it uh, that's my outlook go ahead Matt um, I'm an edge lord. Uh, I make dink memes. I uh, <laughs> I want to encourage. Uh, one thing is I want to do is start encouraging like anarchists to start lifting weights. Um, I'm really into insurrection and just just fucking needing the absolute shit of the state. <laughs> In Minecraft, of course. In Minecraft, of course. Minecraft. So why don't we start this out by saying this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and then we can go from there so we, we've said that now so now we can say whatever the fuck we want <laughs> okay so yeah that 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 said um yes um immediately uh we're going to uh we're gonna we're gonna uh we're gonna uh put put uh biden's ass out on for auction on the black market that, that that was quite the escalation. <laughs> Jesus I, Christ, now the Secret it, Service is going to be here. I actually wonder how much someone would pay to fuck that shitty little ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is kind of like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You get to fuck the president, but like, God, you know it's a swampy mess down there. Yeah, probably. He's got no ass either, so it's just like a flat hole. He's got like a cloaca. A hole's all, <laughs> all I need, bro. A hole's all I need. <laughs> it's a 
It's got no on or off switch, though, dude. It's gonna, he's going to shit all over your dick. More... Lo- oh, hey. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yes, oh, brother, I, I do hey, have shit on my dick. Oh, there's, did you see that meme? That posted? <laughs> I don't know, man. You guys post some wild shit, and I love it. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll, I'll say how I met you guys. Uh, I found your guys's. I guess I, I found your guys' Facebook page, and I thought it was interesting as shit. And then I just messaged you guys, and uh, you guys have put me in your private group here, or your private group chat. And God, you guys share some wild shit. You guys are oh, a fucking blast, man. It gets fucking wacky in there. The, the main chat, the main chat is very, uh, very Barry. Um, yeah, I like Barry, dude. I like all those guys. We yeah. there's a weird mix of just like. I mean, there's everybody in that fucking group. There's absolute fucking weirdos and like, and conspiracy theorists and psychos and like, it's great. Schizoids, yeah. left. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> mostly schizo posting right now. Barry is like the is like the third uh, um, big component here, but we don't have Barry with us currently. Why don't we have Barry with us right now? Because Barry is currently in Florida. Um, I mean, like, like I'm at least on the stream though. I've been yeah, trying well, to get fucking Barry on my on my podcast. He he says he's never done a podcast before and he doesn't know what to on, say. He was on he was on the last time for a little bit. Oh, was he really? Okay, yeah. So oh, I think how this really thing fucks up is like if you uh, like we had people join and then leave and then join and then leave, and so everyone has to be there at the last second to like upload all the audio, and that's how it got fucked up. Oh shit! Okay. So I mean, theoretically, I don't know. Who gives a fuck? We're just gonna start fresh. So yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about your guys's praxis? So you guys have an interesting outlook on anarchism in general. Uh, did kind of tell me where you guys started your journey? Like where? Like did, when did you guys become like uh, politically active? When? Where did you start? Were you like fucking? Were you fucking libtards? Were you fucking conservative faggots? Uh, were you libertarians right off the bat? Like, how did you start this shit? So, like, for me personally, I thought about the term libertarian, like, probably, shit, not too, uh, not too long after uh, high school. Um, and I didn't really, it wasn't really educated, but I just knew some very, very basic things that they were, like, very, uh, hands off of people's lives and such. And so, like, oh, okay, I like that label. That makes sense to me. And um, I didn't, wasn't really, like, super, like, accurate. I was just pre- still pretty much normie at that point. And um, I found about Bitcoin, and I just, like, fucking went balls to the wall with fucking Bitcoin. And Smart. I found about, from there, um, I found about narco-capitalism, and I uh, was watching a lot of Jeff Burke videos because he used to talk about Bitcoin, and I just, from there I just got, like, fucking in anarcho-capitalism from him. But it was, it was good is because he he's, like, He's very left Rothbardian, um, so I just really had a, actually had a good solid foundation in narco, a good foundation in narco capitalism at the time, uh, because if I didn't like wasn't like if I wasn't exposed to that, it was, it was exposed to like a, a lot. I because I was was exposed to some Roth, right Rothbardian stuff or even a hobby and stuff by people I knew my and, and real life, and luckily it's like I didn't go down that path. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just um, the um, it's basically uh, um, from Jeff Bork, and I found started uh, from there. Um, 
I started mingling with uh, other people, uh, other uh, anarchists online from with our different tendencies, and I, uh, uh, what should I call it? Um, how should I put it? Uh, a lot of, I just started like um, thinking like, okay, maybe there's something that we could do to work together that makes the most sense to me instead of like you know just simping for Republicans. <laughs> And from there, uh, yeah, just got woke on egoism, and yeah, then we have ended the ball now. Yeah, for uh, for me, it all started back in two thousand and eight or two thousand seven. Ron Paul, two thousand eight. Um, I got kind of interested in and in, like his politics, and like, oh, this sounds kind of cool, and like it started to connect with me because I'd previously been like reading Barry Goldwater and shit like that. I was a dumb fucking conservative back then. And um, then, like, this this whole new avenue, like, I had never even thought of, came up. And then between Ron Paul 2008, at the end of that, and then the beginning of the campaign in 2012, I kind of got dormant. I was kind of like this constitutionalist. And then in 2011, um, like, by before the end of the year, I was, I was converted a voluntarist um i got into the anarcho-capitalism and shit and then quickly became an agorist and i've kind of been a practicing agorist since at least like 2012 or so first first like not even realizing it but um then like becoming conscious of it so and then from there on like that's big uh like after the ron paul campaign and all that i just kind of would occasionally look at the lp and like check in and check out and just see oh yeah what are these these nerds doing and then i lose interest and then um a friend of mine pulled me back in because they were involved uh with the radical caucus and they would just always be telling me about shit going on and then i started hanging out more in the, the current like you know lp um like facebook group sphere i guess you can call it and just uh i started getting more interested you know like okay um there's this alt-right issue going on right now. I don't like these assholes coming in here and trying to like squeeze their fucking authoritarianism into libertarian spaces. So I started fighting that, and I, I've been uh, working on fighting that for the uh, last couple of years. And then I, I started, you know, talking more with um, with other forms of, of anarchists. And like I've been, I've always been cool with like the idea of voluntarism being very wide reaching that it would go anywhere from ANCAPs to ANCOMs as long as people could get along and decide not to murder each other. But then I'm like, okay, I actually want to start working towards bottom unity projects. I want to actually start getting people to, to work together and stop fucking fighting endlessly. Why are, an, why are, why are anarchists fighting each other when we got this massive state in front of us mm -hmm. and all these other assholes <clears throat> that and, and trying to like, destroy our messaging and make it about like acceptance of the establishment and compromise. And then that's where like I was doing my own little thing. And then I came across Matt and Anarcho Synergy Ball and quickly I joined that chat and then I end up joining the, the page. And now um, last, uh, last couple like year or so I've been getting more in, involved in like reading the, the, all the different perspectives of, of anarchism and, different praxis and stuff like that and i would describe myself right now as uh and i would say i'm an illegalist an insurrectionary agorist a very uh interesting uh collection of things uh, and praxis uh but 
yeah, that's that's where, that's where I'm at now. That's interesting, man. Uh, I'm curious about what it means to be an illegalist, and what was a, a reactionary, or what is it? No, I, sorry, in, in, sorry. No, <laughs> In, I'm insurrectionary. I'm not reactionary. <laughs> uh, I'm an inso, insurrectionary anarchism. It's too soon. But um, blend that with agorism. So take illegalism, take insurrectionary a- uh, anarchism, and take agorism. All three of those praxis, combining them together. They're, they work fine just together. That's fascinating. And I mean, obviously that fits perfectly into egoism as well. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. And that's the other legalism. Part. Illegalism yeah. is a branches off from egoism. So yeah, and then I've always, I've always been like um, an anarcho nihilist without like realizing I'm, I was one, but like, but yeah. Then Matt got me, uh, got me ego pilled. So yeah, I'm like <laughs> full on egoist now. <laughs> but yeah, that's sorry, awesome. So uh, all I was gonna say is like uh, you you've been getting in trouble on that uh what the hell is that idiot's <laughs> the hell is that idiot uh the neoliberal douchebag what's his name uh sam coppinger oh you're talking about sam yeah 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 sam, sam coppinger yeah uh yeah. so you got uh muted for a minute for uh for suggesting that it's okay to steal from walmart oh yeah he, he deleted <laughs> that thread or he said he didn't delete somebody else did but i um, i was com- I was compared to a domestic terrorist because apparently shoplifting from Walmart is is akin to domestic terrorism. Uh, well, okay, <laughs> fucking based. Okay, damn. Um, based. I don't think that a libertarian can be anything but a domestic terrorist at this point. So if you, if you're not, then you're not doing it right. I told my mom that like you have two sons. One's a nuclear engineer, and one's a domestic terrorist. <laughs> You see, uh, if you could combine the two, you need to get some of your brothers fucking. Yeah, he's a he's a nuclear engineer for the uh, for the navy, specifically. So there goes a security clearance. Jesus, yeah, I'm sure they told him, bro. Like, like, don't be surprised if like, like because of my shit I got going around on. Don't for, don't be surprised if fucks with your shit at all. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, the, me me fighting with Sam goes goes back a long time. I've been messing with that kid for a while. It's oh, just, dude, it's he's, just he's hard douche pilled, and uh, yeah. <laughs> he's such a fucking lame asshole. Uh, he's a nice enough person, I guess, but God, I hate him. Oh no, no, no! Don't give him that credit. <laughs> Do not give him that credit. That that kid's a narcissist. But it's fun. It's fun to fuck with him. He just needs to be yeah. a good old spanker. Yeah, yeah. Get, let me get my phone running over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of my earliest recollections is uh, the Fakertarians March Madness bracket, where we were ra- rating all the different Fakertarians, and he had volunteered to help with the uh, with creating the bracket, and he was just like stonewalling all the other admins. And so I went in there, and I just decided, you know what, uh, I'm just gonna do exactly what you don't want me to, and I'm gonna put your name on the bracket four times, and put Christopher Cantwell on there because he didn't want it. And then he got very mad. I posted the bracket, and uh, he threatened. He t- or sorry, he, he told me to sodomize myself with a bayonet, and that was one of my earliest memories. <laughs> uh, I don't even understand how a neoliberal can consider themselves a libertarian. And there's exactly, not, yeah. I haven't seen a single fucking thing he's ever posted that was libertarian at all. No, it's it's he's just. Just a confused, dumb fucking. He's kid. a social liberal. That's it. Yeah, that's that's about it. He's like. a mix between which would upset him. He's a mix between like Hillary Clinton and Ben Shapiro. 
I mean, that's how I see him. He's yeah. a fucking... <laughs> that's an interesting way to look at it. All right. So explain to me and our audience here, what the fuck is illegalism and why is it okay that we steal from Walmart? Okay. So here's my perspective. And I, my, so I've, I've got this strategy where I'm trying to turn ANCAPs into agorists and then that end then into illegalists. So anarcho-capitalists already see the banks as, um, as like criminal institutions, right? Because of the, the good money. Yeah. Yeah. So that ones that actually read their own theory, they, so they'll see like, Oh yeah, they're, they're, they've got this fractional reserve system and they're getting preferential treatment from the federal reserve and all that. So they would see these as criminal organizations or thieves. I'm like, okay, so if it's, if it's not wrong for me to resist the government, why is it wrong for me to resist these banks? Right. If I could steal a Humvee, why can't I steal an steal from an ATM or and then take it on? um, I apply agorist class theory um, when I'm talking about, okay, so there's when we're looking at the market, there's the normal people like you and me that have to obey all these fucking rules that are made for us to, to buy these other people that are collaborators with the state that make the rules for them to benefit themselves at our expense and they collaborate with the state and grow its power. So you have the state and its cronies. I separate them completely from the average person, the average person in the white market, the black market, the gray market, those completely separate. If you're using the state to enrich yourself at the expense of other people and using it as a, a weapon to beat out the head of consumers, workers and competitors, you're no different than the state to me. So Walmart, uh, if I steal, if I if I'm willing to steal from the government, I have no problem stealing with from Walmart. Fuck them. And the more the more the more people that take from Walmart, the less better off Walmart is. And the more the more traditional like market firms could come back in and fill that void. I would rather a bunch of mom and pop shops exist than fucking Walmart. One giant fucking mm-hmm. one giant fucking corporate entity. Yeah, that, that's that basically ran the same way how, how the fucking uh, Soviet Union was fucking ran. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, Walmart uses all these these predatory, um, all these predatory methods to to push out competition and then treat their workers like shit and you know get, um, pr- take away choices from the consumer from the ability for them to find more competition or buy from different people, um, find different products. Like they'll come into these, these neighborhoods and they'll just like price everybody out and they'll, they'll buy land like way, way above market price that like say a bunch of mom and pop and shop shops couldn't afford. And then they'll, they'll do the predatory pricing where they, they lower it and they put everybody else out of business and they raise them right back up as soon as they're done. But all of this is enabled because they function as a, as a, as this cartelized part of this cartelized industry where they have, they have this state regulatory capture that allows them to do this in the first place and grow the, the size of their firm bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And they have all these subsidies they get. That's to me, that's not the free market. And most ANCAPs admit we don't live in a free market. We, okay. So we don't live in a free market. Stop defending Walmart as an, as an agent of the free market. Stop defending goddamn Jeff Bezos as an agent of the free market. So part of my strategy is going after the cronies as well as going after the state and treating them as if they're one and the same. And to me, it's there's nothing wrong with taking from these people and using it to build back 
uh, actual markets and whether you know and it doesn't even have to be a market if you want to if you want to take and have a socialist or communist or a uh, like a mutualist commune or whatever and do it that way or if you want to have a black market entity that just sells the stuff you took from them or you want to use it to build up your community that you're homesteading out in the desert or whatever do that but we got to start taking action against the state and against the state's cronies and that's i didn't even mention things like Northrop Grumman or Lockheed Martin too, like fuck them, mm-hmm. like fuck yeah, shit. <clears throat> yeah, fuck BlackRock, yeah, like F- default on your rent. Yeah, stop paying your rent. Homestead your fucking apartment. R- rent strike now. Rent strike, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, there's a huge distinction between like the like, like some somebody that buys a second house and puts all the money into it, and they rent it out in order to pay the bills, and some huge fucking corporation that uses the state as a as a way to corner of the market and pay way way above market rate for these places and turn entire neighborhoods into fucking renters fuck that shit Literally. homestead your fucking houses and apartments from these fucking government cronies or like how like yeah. like most like walmart employees are like uh, fucking like some sort of like financial assistance from the state yeah it's like <laughs> because yeah walmart's not providing enough for them so they have to use the state in order to fill in that void yeah it's fucking yeah so, I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I don't think, uh, and I think that explain this way, I hope that people won't read your guys' name because Arizona, I think that you have a, you have a reputation, I think already in some right wing circles, right? Uh, so I hope, um, my audience takes the time to listen to this because I think that they'll find a lot of agreement with what you're saying right now. Oh, I have, I, I have a reputation in their, in their circles. I'm sure you do, man. I'm sure you're blocked by most of the. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm blocked. Yeah, most <laughs> most of the Mises people hate me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I have a pretty wide spectrum of guests that I have on. Like, uh, I've you know I've had some of the fucking post libertarian guys on. I had a Mises caucus guy on last night. Uh, I'm definitely talking to you guys. So um, I've talked to like Magnus. Like, so I, I'm all over the place with uh, who I'm willing to talk to. And I really hope the right-wing libertarians that listen to my podcast take the time to actually listen to this because I think you're right on the fucking money. And if they actually listen to it, I think they'll realize that you're right. Uh, that basically, especially if you take uh, agorist class theory to be the truth, which I do, there's only two types of people. They're your normal folks that are either taxpayers or just normal fucking people. And then there's the state and their cronies, the people that are fucking only really get to exist that way because of their relationship with the government. Yeah. And they should be treated the exact same way that we treat the government. They are the fucking enemy. Yeah. And then the the alternative to that is if we let people just go on and fucking we, we don't try to use this information and educate people and try to reel them in. The other there's there's two options. They just go along with the uh, the fucking state and all their propaganda, or it ends up being like this fucking Marxist class theory that's spreading around. And like, oh, we gotta we gotta destroy all these small business owners and fucking anybody that doesn't disagree with me. And uh, yeah, and like, I'm I'm I, I'm sick of that shit. I'm tired of that shit proliferating. So at the same time, we gotta fucking Anson pill our fucking anarcho capitalists. And we get a fucking insurrectionist pill, an illegalist pill, or agorist. I think we also have to like ancap pill 
some of our fucking ancoms in a lot of way or agorist pill some of our ancoms because yeah. market, uh, market anarchist pill <laughs> yeah, I would, yeah i would love to convert to convert many ancoms to mutualism but at the same time if they're if they're cool with um with voluntary um and anarcho-communism and they're not platformers I, I who want to that, create a state i think i'm totally willing to work with them just i am and caps i think the biggest yeah. thing is is as long as people like those incomes is that as long as people's be like we have some sort of thing set up where people's basic needs are taken care of they don't care that's well, the most important i think that's the biggest thing i've noticed with them yeah and, and, I, and I, I think a lot of that, that. comes where is just kind of we're gonna have to put our money where our mouth is so if you want to know where i'm coming from i'm i consider myself an agorist um, mm-hmm. I also consider myself a Christian uh, anarchist. And so for me, what constitutes being a Christian agorist, in my opinion, is we we have, well, we're no king but Christ. And the way that I read the Bible, the way that I read, like through Acts, it says that the Christians all put their money together. They sold their position, their possessions. They sold their property. Uh, they took care of the widows. They took care of the orphans. They took took care of the hungry and the needy uh to me that and that can all be done and was done on a voluntary basis so whatever you want to call that i don't know if that's you know that's some sort of voluntary communism based you know what i mean but uh, i think that we are you know as much as libertarians want to rally against the state and want to yell about uh, subsidies and people using welfare like well we're gonna have to create the the system for that because if you're ever going to get them to go on your side you're going to have to have something right because we see the american empire we see it failing we see it crumbling you're going to have to build another raft yeah we're right. we're totally on the same page here, right here that's what me and matt are doing we want we realize this thing is a ticking time bomb it's going to fall apart and right now we have the opportunity to save as many people as we possibly can by giving them an alternative Anarchists need to start building their communities. We need to stop fucking circle jerking online about ideology. And we need to go out and actually start building a community. Start and touch grass. Touch grass. Yeah, touch some fucking grass, you assholes. And then you know, start building mutual aid societies. Start building charities. I know some people hate that fucking term, but I grew up in food banks and shit like that. Uh, like, luckily, that my family was involved in those sort of things. And I, charity is wonderful. I we need to start building counter-economic um, competitors to state services and shit like that mm-hmm. and state crony services. We need to build the tools for people to survive when all this bullshit falls apart. And we got to start now. Start putting money where our mouth is. And anarchy is lived. It's not some fucking pipe dream ideal that we're just waiting for someday it'll happen. You need to start process. Yeah. process. Yeah, it's like you fucking start living anarchy as, as soon as you want to. You can be as free as you fucking want to if you're willing to take the risks. Start fucking doing it. I like it, man. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Um, so tell me how you guys are doing that. So um, we've been talking about a uh, meat co-op. Meat, <laughs> meat co-op. Basically, um, we want to start and we've been, we've been uh, codenaming it Singetopia. I don't know what that will find. We'll find a call. We're gonna call it Sinstopia. It's yeah. gonna be a Sins nation of Sinstopia. I am a Sinstopian nationalist. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, but so we we basically want to get ourselves some acreage out here in Arizona, 
and um, we would like to um, start with put a food co-op on there and get some farm farms going start growing some crops eventually you know we'll use that as kind of a community safety net for everybody there hey there's food and we can also use that to also go to the external market and make money to bring money in there and then i also wanted to introduce some cattle onto that we get some criollo cattle um, which are very low maintenance very easy to deal with have a bunch of grass fed yeah beef. have a bunch of grass fed beef there at the at the uh we're looking at like maybe you know 80 acres minimum sounds pretty decent but i would like to have a lot more than that we're, um we're type of uh we're not necessarily going to be playing be using agriculture or be using permaculture so it doesn't require as much uh, labor input so we're not all working the fields 24 7 and the food will actually be a lot higher quality because we're, since we're leveraging the natural processes of mother nature to uh, automate pretty much automate everything it's gonna it's the consequence of that is uh, the food's just going to be a lot higher quality. And yeah, and it'll be, it's, it's not going to be like, basically, it's going to actually help out the environment yeah. as well. Yeah. But the uh, the political the political makeup of the, the commune will be basically like Anarchist Synergy Ball. It's we, we want everybody there as long as you can agree to not be a douchebag, to not fucking steal from each other, not murder each other, and get along in your anarchism. I'm totally willing to have anarcho communists. Anarcho capitalist, agorist, mutualist, um, even like even like anarcho uh, pacifist, anarcho um, syndicalist. Like syndicalism is kind of like how we're setting up the co-op. Yeah, and it's like gonna, I mean, so the thing is, is that like it's the, the cooperative is gonna be a dynamic, and it's uh, how it's uh, how it's ran. Like first, I mean, the beginning is gonna be pretty communistic. Uh, because we could get away with it because we're not going to need to have the internal price signals. Uh, but as we get more and more people, we're going to turn, turn into more syndicalistic. And maybe uh, if we have some more technology that we get our hands on where we don't have to necessarily use uh, real-line price signals as much, then maybe we'll go back to a, a, um, a, a back to like a, like a uh, <laughs> some sort of like a, like you know futuristic comedy commune type uh commie like set up for the food cooperative we'll see but um pretty much so it's that uh, uh what's for sure is going to happen it's going to um the the, the uh, cooperative is going to go from from commie um to uh to cynicalistic yeah and that's that's just that's just like the safety net that's optional for people at the center of it if you want to come in there and you want to contribute to the the co-op you're more than welcome to and you'll you'll get food out of it and all that but if, if somebody wants to come there and they don't want to put the work into that or they don't want to opt into that, that's fine. Because at the end of the day, we also want everybody to have side hustles. If you want to have an agorist side hustle, you want to have a mutualist side hustle, whatever. It's going to be a full fucking experimental like, like process. Like all experiment with any economic system you want out there. You know, do whatever the fuck you want as long as you not hurt anybody else. So like I'm... I'm going to be building shit out there and selling it. Like, I mean, you know, other people will be probably have their, they'll have their own farms. They'll probably have their own machine shops or whatever they want shit, to do. People can set yeah. up their own parallel food cooperative. Yeah. I, I'm mimic exactly the same structure. Yeah. I, same thing. Yeah. It's not a monopoly. You do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm definitely going to be setting up a fucking moonshine still out there. But that's going to be a thing. If people just want to have yeah. their own little garden yeah. that has sell fruits and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, and then we'll we'll go to outside markets and bring more money into the commune, and we'll and this is like not even a permanent residence thing too. Like people can come and pass through, come out there and camp, do whatever they want. This is this is our 
or we want to use this as a model for other people to start doing this for themselves. And we want to kind of document the process and I want to create resources for other people to be able to start doing this. I want to teach people. And that, that's another thing I've been working on with my friend, Caitlin Cloven. Um, we want to, we want to create an organization that teaches people how to become self-sufficient, how to become ungovernable, teach people how to become ungovernable and all the tools they need to do that. And this would go hand in hand with that, but this, this would be a separate project, but it would go hand in hand with that. And, um, it, we want to be able to show people that this is, this is the way forward and give them the resources they need in order to start doing this and provide an example. That's fascinating, man. I think that's, I think that's fucking awesome. Uh, and I think that so much of government, their duty or not their duty, but what they fucking do is they try to make us dependent on them. They want us poor. They want us impoverished. They don't they, want they us to be able to grow our own food. They don't want us to be able to fucking make our own medicine. They don't want us to be able to, you know, do whatever the fuck we want. They don't even want us to educate our own kids. Uh, they want us cradle to grave. And yeah, the state wants you dependent on it. Yeah. So you don't question it. When you alienate, like, when you start alienating alienating uh, responsibility onto other people you begin you'll lose power over your life and that's what i know it's like a lot of liberal people who still think like liberals don't necessarily understand that's that's the consequence of alienating responsibility from yourself well yeah so many people just get so fucking comfortable and that's the other half of what the government does they want us fat they want us fucking comfortable they want us to be able to sit on our ass. They want us to work our fucking nine to five or nine to seven, whatever the fuck kind of shithole job it is. They want us to get home, turn on the boob tube, watch whatever's new on Netflix, and watch fucking Pornhub, jerk off, and go to bed. And get ready for work again. Yeah, and I think and luckily when you eat dog shit food, you, you get sick, and they're like, okay, oh, you're depressed because you work fucking 60 hours a week? Well, I have a pill for that. Oh, you're getting fat and you're having fucking, you're having like fucking, uh, what do you call that? <laughs> you have diabetes fucking diabetes. Or, yeah, you have diabetes, doubt. you have this, that, the other. Yeah. Hyper modification. We have a pill for that. Oh, your testosterone's down to fucking nothing. Oh, uh, we're going to have to make you jump through a bunch of hoops, but we'll, uh, uh, we'll give you some, uh, some injectable testosterone. Yeah, man. That's what it's all about. So what are the laws like out there in Arizona? So it's actually uh, Arizona, I would say, in the United States is probably the the freest when it comes to firearms laws, which I fucking love. Um, I have printed 20 bricks. <laughs> we're, we're, we're 3D printing um, uh, air lower receivers and stuff like that right now. But um, for personal use, for my personal use. Um, uh, Arizona did not definitely did not press that button for me. Bro. He did definitely did not press that button for me. <laughs> no. um, uh, but yeah, so what were we talking about? Before I got, oh, in the guns? What guns? Yes, I was making a joke about like you know the. No, yeah, I know. What, 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 what oh, we were talking about like Arizona, Arizona laws. Law. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, guns uh, laws. Um, yeah. So, and also like, um, there's Maricopa County, which is like the main, the like the the big center of Arizona, Arizona. The, for as far as like uh, the economy goes and the population, but everywhere else, the rural county. And you go outside of Maricopa County, there's 
it's basically go go buy a farm, go go buy some ranch land. And unfortunately, it's getting more, it's getting pricier, especially with all this bullshit inflation of the housing market and real estate market and, you know, inflation of everything right now. I'm hoping that's all going to crash and we're not just going to keep going into hyperinflation. But if that's the case, I'm just going to go out there and homestead some fucking land and say, come at me, bro, to the feds. But um, we're hoping that some land will open up. We've, we have some some possibilities we're looking at, saving up money. But yeah, there's lots of land out here. The, the issue is the, the Bureau of Land Management and the, and the uh, Forest Service take up so much of Arizona's uh, available land and they claim it as them. The feds own like half of our fucking state. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's a huge thing out here out in the West. And like Nevada, it's like 84%. Really fucking sucks for them. Like, I, feel, I feel feel for my for my neighbors in Nevada. But yeah, we're, we're trying to, to find some land out here because it, this is a really good place to set up a homestead in Arizona. The laws are, are pretty lax by comparison to places, especially like California, which is, you know, right next to us. Um, and like Texas is not as great as people think it is when it comes to the, the like laws about it's that. A fucking lot better than California. That's yeah, that's for sure. sure. Yeah, Matt just came out of California. I brought a Californian to Arizona. God damn it! Like, they're gonna they're gonna disown me now. I am now an Arizonian. Yeah. Okay. It. Yeah, you're. I'll permit it. But yeah, so yeah, gun laws, um, like land laws, like the taxes out here, like we don't have like, they're not super high, but like it's not like somewhere like Texas or New Hampshire, where there's like no state tax. I, no, sorry, there's no state sales tax in Texas, right? Or I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not, like there's still state sales taxes and shit like that. But generally, the cost of living here is pretty low compared to a lot of other places. I mean, it definitely was a lot lower a year ago, but there's there's a lot of possibilities out here to start a company, and especially when we're talking about agriculture. The climate here is great for uh, for growing plants because you know you're in the Sonoran Desert. As long as you can get some water through a canal or aquifer or wells, you can plant year round because there's no real frost to deal with in the Sonoran Desert and stuff like that. And we've got all sorts of things we can look at for crops and we want to plant and for cattle grazing like i was i was mentioning going to criollo cattle which are very low maintenance and using something called holistic grazing where we would use the cattle to actually regreen the pastures by you kind of confine them to a small area you let them shit all over the ground and compact it with their hooves and they start fertilizing your your uh your pastures again your your rangeland and we were planning on doing stuff like that. But this is a this is a great place to experiment with that. There's a lot of land and there's a lot of lax laws, especially when you're out in the rural counties of Arizona. And uh, the law ain't coming out there most of the time. And this is a, like only like, this is just our dipping the fuck out of society practice yeah, as well. Yeah, because yeah. Because we got, we got other stuff up our sleeve as well. Oh yeah, we got other other practices. This is, this is the commune practice, but there's other stuff like... Agorasyndicalism. Yeah, um, but... Yeah, then on top of that, like we were talking, um, oh, we, we were talking about um, just a couple minutes ago. Wanted me to bring up a, a point we're talking about, about yeah, legal, like illegalism, and so I've noticed that, um, yeah, the I am also a very big pro- proponent of the uh, of the big luau. I have been a a big luau supporter since at least uh, 2019 or so. I also used to run the page Yeet the Police before I got yeeted from Facebook. Yeah, rest in peace. See that. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So 
uh, and really interesting development is just watching. Uh, so we're like we're both libsent here, like for sure. This is like Anarcho Synergy Ball is very libsent, but I've noticed that largely the Boogaloo is at least the people I've been dealing with, and the people that are solid and actually stick into it, they're usually mutualists, they're agorists, they're anarchists without adjectives, they're mm-hmm. egoists. And it's like, this is beautiful. Like, Libsent Boog is uh, is out there. And they're they're taking on this insurrectionary <laughs> praxis. So I'm seeing agorists that are becoming insurrectionary anarchists at the same time and becoming illegalists at the same time. And that's why it's so it's so beautiful and it's so natural. And I'm watching illegalist praxis and insurrectionary anarchist praxis meld into this agorism and people using all three of them together. The Boog is a great a great uh, um, example of that. And mutualist too, like, cause like a lot of the guys I know there are mutualists, um, but taking those three things, you know, those praxis, you can add that to mutualism too with mutual aid, you have four praxis, but that, that is another future outside of uh, like, what, what, what do we do for the people that are still stuck in the cities and they can't get out? Well, if we're going to fight, be fighting in the streets, at least let's do it in a smart way. Let's use, uh, Let's and if we're gonna if we're gonna go after institutions, go after the institutions that actually harm you. Don't harm your neighbors. Don't harm the mom and pop shop down the street just trying to survive. Well, go see, after, yeah, yeah, I mean, this is where we have to fucking we've got a red pill or whatever you want to call it, our commie buddies. Because I'm telling you, man, like I, I'm out here in like pretty close to Portland, Oregon. Um, there, I mean, there was fucking fires and some riots last night and the night before. Oh, because the Kyle Rittenhouse shit. And when they are attacking the courthouse and the police station, Hell yeah. I'm their biggest fucking cheerleader. When they're fucking attacking small businesses and smashing their fucking windows and, like, just ruining fucking normie people's lives, I'm like, fuck you, man. And you know at the I mean? time, it's, it's fucking, like, minority-owned businesses, too. And it's like, you're just fucking over your own community. What the fuck? I, that's what I'm saying, man. I'm just like, yeah. commies, we're supposed to be for, what, the workers of the world? And yeah. how are you? <laughs> you're, like, fucking over your common working, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, if we can fucking red pill our commie friends and say, look, we'll be on your side as long as you're attacking state institution. If you're attacking state power, you're on our fucking side. Um, I don't know if, I don't, you know. State and corporate power, I'd say. Yeah. 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 State and corporation. I don't give a shit if somebody goes after Walmart. I don't care if they go after Target. I don't care if they go after Northrop Grumman or fucking any of these huge fucking corporations that use the state to advantage themselves over the rest of us. Go after BlackRock. Go after all these things. But yet, leave this mom-and-pop barbershop or deli or fucking gas station alone these people haven't hurt you and all you're doing is giving fascist you're just giving fascist ammo they're just gonna look at that yeah and it's just fucking reactionaryism on the left pumping up reactionaryism on the right in that way i mean the fucking fascists or whoever you want to fucking call them are justified in that way i mean look at what kyle rittenhouse was doing kyle rittenhouse was like he was being i don't even know if he was being paid or they asked him to fucking help them protect their car lot and yeah. the week before that, they had like $10 million worth of damage done to their fucking car lot. Mm-hmm. You know, so I yeah. fucking get it. You need fucks that you need goons with guns protecting your property when yeah. there's literal psychos that are going to come and destroy it. Well, and the, the dumbest part is, so 
during during the Kenosha shit, all the protesters were actually down at the at the courthouse getting gassed and beat by the fucking cops, and the media decided to focus on this violent of these violence of these fucking opportunists. And they that's how they like to present it, because they know it's divisive and they know that it'll it'll dissuade people from supporting the actual protests, which were based as fuck and were actually making a difference. So they 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 focus on the mob violence and they say the mob violence is good. This is protest. And it wasn't. It was it was a bunch of opportunist assholes going around just fucking <laughs> over their community and not even their own community. People coming from out of town to fuck over somebody else's community. Well, I mean, that's the biggest thing is like, I mean, you need Black Lives Matter. You need yeah. book club or anti black, whatever they want to fucking call themselves. You need those people condemning people like that Rosenbaum guy. Yeah. Exactly. That Rosenbaum guy, whatever you want to call him, okay, he was a child rapist, he was all this, that, and the other, but he was also just a fucking nut, and he wasn't helping anyone. He was saying the N-word a bunch. He was, like, yeah, threatening people. Yeah, how the fuck people. are you going to say that He's, at a BLM protest? Jesus. He was a fucking psycho. Like, yeah. if you need BLM cleaning up their own fucking, like, you know what I mean? It's like, you need to police your own fucking, your own protests. If there's well, a psycho is, yeah. doing that, he needs to get, like, knocked the fuck out. So I've, I've noticed most, most of the BLM, um, BLM is a fucking decentralized organization, just yeah. like the Boog is. But people focus on these these large national organizations that have decided that they now speak for everybody and are starting to collect donations and shit. It's a leaderless movement. Most people involved in BLM are going out on the street and they're protesting because they're pissed off that people in their community keep getting fucking killed by the cops and nothing's being done about it. It's not some fucking Washington organization you know, Washington, D.C. organization leading it all. It's th- those are fucking opportunists, too. So I go out there. I can I can interface with the average person on the ground and I could find common ground and show some goddamn empathy and talk to them. That's something that libertarians fucking lack. Goddamn empathy and just the ability to talk to their fellow man and understand. Just, yeah. I'm not blaming it entirely on autism, but I'm kind of blaming <laughs> yeah. it on fucking autism. <laughs> but yeah. That boy could fit so much fucking autism <laughs> in it. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it's fucking true, man. I've I had a conversation recently. Uh, I had a progressive on here that was also pro life. She's part of, a, I think they call it POW, P A U U, something about progressive, something or I don't know. But she was saying that she used to be a libertarian and she used to be a Christian, and she just saw zero empathy in Christianity and in libertarianism as far as like, so they claim to be pro life, right? And then they're yeah. like. Okay, so how do we take care of this 13-year-old girl that's pregnant? Like, well, that bitch should have had her legs closed. Uh, okay, Jesus, but yeah. now she's she's 13. Uh, she, obviously, she maybe shouldn't have fucked her boyfriend, I guess. Okay, but she did. So now she's pregnant. What are you? What is she going to do with the baby? Well, she better not get an abortion because that's murder. Okay, so then how does she take care of this child that you want her to Give her a fucking you know, out. Like, yeah. You're going to, like, <laughs> so she was like, she's working now with like progressive movements that are trying to take care of people because like libertarians are just dropping the ball. Yeah. You know, it's like, you need to, if you want, like, obviously this is going to have to be a cultural change. We're going to have to be able to take care of people, man. I mean, and I don't want that young girl to kill the baby. If you see that as murder, then what are you going to do to help her take care of that child? Exactly. And You're gonna have actually, to create an alternative. I'm actually, um, I'm actually pro-life my, myself, and uh, pretty much that's where that's where I'm at with it too. It's like you can't expect somebody to like 
like resort uh uh not resort to that if they don't have any means uh to um you know take care of the child yeah i really like what she's doing her name is Kay. uh i will tr- i'll add a link to her group or whatever after in in the show notes to this too if anybody's listening because um there are christian alternatives they call themselves like uh like pregnancy care centers and stuff like that but look that's just not everybody's scene you know what i mean it's going to be hard for them to they're like trying to be the alternative to like planned parenthood they they will like they'll help you fucking with diapers they'll help you with uh parenting classes they'll help you with like food if you need it they'll help you with all kinds of shit like that and it's great but you know they're going to be like soft preaching to you on the side they're going to like invite you to church and stuff you know and that's not necessarily everybody's fucking back you know so i like that this girl is doing she's like putting her money where her mouth is and she's working with a group of like leftist progressives that are pro-life which i didn't even know really existed uh and they're trying to work within the democratic party and they're trying to like make some changes and trying to what and what her group is doing is it they're not getting any corporate uh, donations at all this is like ground root like ground fucking grassroots rather and like and she's just getting donations from regular people that want that like believe in this shit and i was like that to me is like the perfect free market solution like i i fucking love that and so yeah that sounds great yeah it's like if you're an anarchist and you and you believe in pro-life um philosophically we're not going to use a fucking state. That's not a fucking option. That's not okay. An option. So it's yeah, and it's all it is to create more and more incentives to just do black market abortion. Yeah, you're or just red market. It, I mean, or, yeah, technically that. Yeah, but it's like so the way I look at it is like you got to give people alternatives, and the only way we're going to get anything done is you have to go out there and you have to create these institutions. You got to do the fucking groundwork. You got to perform some activism. Mm-hmm. And what that what 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 I'm hearing she's doing that's fucking beautiful. You know, go out and create alternatives for people. Don't don't allow them to be trapped in this fucking political game of it's either illegal or it's not illegal. And there's nothing in between. There, there's no no personal responsibility. There's no there's no um, there's no other um, outlets you can have. There's you have to do it our specific ways. There's there's rules. Uh, if you want to actually get an abortion, there's a shitload of rules you have to. Uh, deal with and hoops you got to jump through i have a friend that can't get a fucking abortion because she doesn't have a fucking id and she can't get help and it's wild man yeah and like it's a weird fucking place to be stuck in and it's like you we need to as anarchists we need to go out there and create these fucking alternatives because people should not have to be dependent on the fucking state and these status organizations for this sort of thing if if pro-life libertarians want people to to actually like you know not have abortions start giving them the goddamn alternative instead of instead of just shaming them and like acting like oh they, they shouldn't have done that like well the fucking the, the kid there there's now there's now a kid coming into the equation this person cannot raise them give them a fucking alternative right okay are yeah, you gonna adopt the kid yeah 100% man yeah I, I think that was the big thing too is like uh, it was a fascinating conversation because like we were also trying to cover how uh, did the origins of this like in abortion industrial complex are fucking super racist like, oh yeah Margaret like, Sanger Jesus Christ Margaret Sanger was fucking a insane. crazy Nazi bitch and like, and, like uh, you could you could just find all this shit it's like why is Planned Parenthood in, in the hood 
Yeah, you know what I mean? it's, it's, it's about it's killing genocidal. Black. It's fucked up. Dude, the if, origins are if it had never if like abortion had never become legal or widespread or whatever, I, w- I was like explaining to her. I was like, I think that black people would be at least a third of this population. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been they've been I almost yeah. could have been aborted personally. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's wild. So, yeah. I mean, if you love black people, you should be pro-life. And I'm not saying make abortion illegal cuz I'm one of those weirdos that like I am pro-life in my own in my own thing, but I, you know, I have a nuanced opinion where I don't want to fucking put a woman so in a cage. Yeah. I don't want, you know, I don't want it to make be made illegal. I want it to be cultural culturally kind of uh easier for young women to keep a child like i want to minimize abortions as much yeah i i I see it as like uh i'm pretty much right there with you um what makes most sense with me is let's get it to the point where it's completely obsolete as a as a medical practice yeah it's it's not necessary anymore yeah yeah and like in the sense that like uh like we pretty much already have the technology to do this or where they um they basically they get like uh they get a fetus of a cattle and they basically put in an artificial womb, and they basically get that fetus to go up to like a full term with it in the artificial womb. And I want that to be uh, as available that technology to be available to all women as possible, as much women as possible. So if they ever come in a situation of, like they just can't, whatever reason they can't handle that pregnancy, it won't be at the expense of that child's life. Yeah, and I, I think uh, we we open a good segue here when we we're talking about. Um... Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood, she was openly um, like trying to genocide the the black community slowly by like t- taking down their numbers and preventing births and stuff like that. And it was openly racist. And the, people have to realize like in this policy, just like in the United States, this policy from the 1920s and 30s and so forth, this stuff is still in effect today and it's so hard trying to talk to fucking conservatives and these paleo libertarians and shit and say hey systemic racism is real it's the fucking state and the fucking state's collaborators right this shit did not never went away like 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 the prison industrial complex and basically the slavery that it has there um if you want to, if anybody wants an example, look up Angola State Prison in in uh, Louisiana. But uh, yeah, that things like that, and the way that the natives have been treated forever, and how yeah, yeah native, yeah, native, it was, native it was widespread in all kinds of places, man. Like yeah, yeah, it's the same people, and it was the same like technocratic, like uh, eugenic movement that like they wanted to get rid of crippled people, handicapped, mentally retarded people, like black people beaners like me and you matt uh they you know they wanted a nice wasp anglo-saxon fucking ubermensch yeah you know, and people like where's the white supremacy that's yeah. that's the white supremacy and it's it's enforced by state policy right and it's it's still there you got to dismantle that and so it's, it's so annoying to hear ancaps or you know, other other libertarians say, "Oh, there is no systemic racism." It's like, motherfuckers! It's the state. It's it, been here forever. I think it's because yeah. they don't they don't see yeah. it. It's like when you say systemic, because I didn't, I didn't, yeah. personally, I didn't understand the term systemic racism for yeah. a while until you and uh, Tyler explained to me. It's that it's a lot more covert than uh, than like yeah, it's 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 buried, and you have to start looking and examining things, and you realize even well, you, like the progressives yeah. have to realize that it's in their shit too. 
Yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying it's like they, they, they have this paternalistic racism too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm very much so in the fucking camp with like Malcolm X, where he said like, at least uh, conservatives will call me an N word to my face. You know, <laughs> he's like, yeah, the fucking the liberal white man will fucking sit there and pretend to be my friend while he's backstabbing me. Like, that's it's just the fucking truth, man. I mean, I don't fucking trust the neoliberal establishment at all. And like the Democratic Party is just full of those psychos, man. Yeah. And as I like in the last year, in the last two years, I've been so happy to see more minority communities picking up rifles, picking up pistols, buying yeah. out, going out and buying guns, realizing this is what defends me from the state. This is what defends me from people that want to do me harm. And people starting to figure that out. And I'm fucking happy to see that, you know, armed minorities are harder to oppress. And I try to stress that, you know, if, and the natives, like the, like that's a prime example. Like if you want to look at Geronimo and the Apaches and how long they held out here in Arizona, it was because they were armed and they were fighting. Right. Like today, today, like the Apache nations are, are much better off than say a lot of the, the nations on the, on the East coast that, have or none of the west land. coast dog yeah like, even though i grew yeah. up on the in the pacific northwest and the indian reservations out here jesus christ are they fucking disasters man yeah yeah out in arizona because it was probably one of the last places to be conquered the navajo the apache the the pima the Han autumn like all these all these nations are they've been a lot better off because there was more time but also um there was a lot of resistance here um to to these encroaches by the state and settlers that were sponsored by the state. And luckily they have a lot more of their land than a lot of people on the East coast uh, and some on the West coast here. And I've, you know, native native rights has been a big focus for me too, because like I, I grew up in this environment in, in Phoenix and these are my neighbors. My neighbors are natives. My neighbors are Hispanic. My neighbor, my neighbors are black or sorry, sorry. My neighbors are black, not my natives. Um, they, I grew up in this in this mixed community of people. I didn't grow up like in this sheltered existence surrounded by other white people and not understanding other people's struggles. And I, I think that's been a huge boon to my outlook in life. And I wish more libertarians had that. They didn't they don't realize that, oh, um, my my existence as some white boy from the suburbs who had everything handed to him is not everybody's experience and that's a huge disconnect in the lp because that's our demographics are we talking about sam coppinger again well yeah but also also <laughs> a lot of mises cock i yeah. because yeah. anything is like what you're talking about like a white boy giving everything is because i that's pretty much like i mean i'm part white but i think that's like that's what i personally like that's pretty much my experience was growing up so i personally i i didn't understand uh uh like the hardships a lot of people went through because I just only, um, only, um, discrimination ever experienced was, uh, from basically, um, from other minorities because, you know, I look like well, basically other like Latinos because I have uh, a lot of African features because I'm part of black. Uh, I never experienced anything from, uh, white people. So I didn't personally, I, at that, I didn't understand how hard it was for other people when they mm. were actually were being discriminated by, uh, uh by uh, white people. I mean, I don't think people realize that either, especially I, I find it fucking funny when like and I, I find it funny and offensive, I guess, when progressives or whatever leftists, Democrats, whatever the fuck, neoliberal assholes try to mix us all together like we're all one thing. 
Uh, oh yeah, I, I've never met more the the most racist people I've ever met are like my Mexican family. Holy shit, do they hate black people? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt, that that was your experience, buddy. But I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and like <laughs> the thing is, is like obviously my my own family is like like oh little like this little chocolate ball like a, a little mm-hmm. black baby got right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, and I, I've seen that like like my two of my oh, sisters. somebody burned the beans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, two 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 of my sisters are mixed race. They're, they're black and white, and they've had to deal with racism from both fucking sides their entire life, and it's fucking horseshit. And I was what I was trying to get into like um, this. I was talking about the that white boy from the suburbs thing. Like I'm also I'm I'm also referring to like the Mises Caucus here, and not just the Mises Caucus, but so many libertarians in general. Like, but people have to realize your life experience is not that of everyone else's. And you need to be able to listen and be able to fucking empathize with other people and understand what their life is like and ask questions. Don't just fucking make assumptions and be trapped in this, this, uh, this outlook that you got growing up and with no hardship or whatever. I mean, I'm not saying that not everybody had hardship that grew up in the suburbs or whatever. A lot of us lost our homes in 2008 and shit like that. It fucking sucked. But you have to be willing to talk to other people and realize that your perspective is not the only perspective on life in America. You know, you, you might have had it a lot easier than somebody else. Um, and that that is the key to grabbing more people to, be, to get them to become libertarians. Um, showing them that we're not just a bunch of assholes that only give a fuck about white people or whatever. Like... That what Spike Cohen was doing in the in the 2020 election, going out and meeting with Black Lives Matter and meeting with all these people out there and talking to them and saying, "Hey, like I'm on your side. I'm willing to listen. I wanted to, I want to destroy the state's um, apparatuses that that oppress you. We're on the same side here. Tell me, like I just want to come here to talk. What is what are your issues? How can I help? And even if I can't help, at least." I'm here to listen, and some that's more than anybody's fucking done for, for so many people. Just listen to their fucking concerns, and that's such an important thing for libertarian outreach. If we want to destroy the state, we got to talk to the people that have been oppressed by the state. And libertarians are not the only people that have been oppressed by the state, and certainly not the worst oppression by the state. By the way, referring to that LP New Hampshire tweet, um, yeah, that's things that got to change there. Yeah, I mean, we just have to show them that anarchy can work for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating, man. Yeah, and good shit. Um, yeah, the state fucking sucks, man. And I, I, they use everything they can to divide us. And it, it is fascinating the way they separate us and then they try to also homogenize, homogenize us as well. Like, uh, as far as like minorities and like, it, it's funny to me, it's like trans people are the same thing as disabled people is the same thing as Mexican people is the same thing as Asian people, the same thing as black people. And they're just like, you're all a bunch of circus freaks, right? <laughs> the way they try to like, yeah. uh, <laughs> like you're the same thing, right? Like, it's just, it's fucking bizarre. This, uh, and you're, you're all oppressed, right? You're all a bunch of, you know, you're poor. You're all like you're kept down, and you're all we you, you get treated like shit. Okay, and well, it's them that are doing it. 
You know, it's that it's those fucking institutional systems that have been holding us down. And yeah, that it's so the the way I look at it is, um, I was informed from Robert Higgs. Robert Higgs writes about um, institute. Sorry, ins- sorry, uh, let me collect my thoughts here. He writes about participatory fascism and that the United States—that's our system. We have a fascist system in which the corporations and the state work hand in hand to enrich themselves. And the way that they get away with it in the United States is we have this illusion of participate that we can participate and we can vote and our vote matters and it counts. And the way that the state preserves itself is through this fucking veneer of participation. It's just an empty facade. But on top of that, any time that there's genuine vertical resistance against the state and the its, its uh, instruments of control, what does the state do? It immediately starts psyoping everybody to, to fucking fight each other. It needs horizontal fighting on the streets rather than people uniting and questioning why does this thing exist? Why is it doing the things it's doing? So great example, when BLM first started off, that was a fucking vertical fight. And then people with agendas came in there and started trying to make it a left-right issue. Fed infiltration. <clears throat> yeah, feds. Yeah, the feds, it became, they started trying to make it controlled opposition. And we have to keep our eye out for this. But we also, at all times, have to realize our enemy is the state. Our enemy is this ruling class. It is not each other. All right? There's no reason that a fucking Mises Caucus guy can't get along with the Black Lives Matter guy. You guys yep. need to like get past your differences and listen to each other. And there's no reason that Mises people should be fucking uh, hostile to trans people or vice versa. You just just realize that this fucking society you live in, this goddamn system, is it's propped up on, the, on all these spooky fucking notions of traditionalism and and all, all these unquestioning things. And that's a hard, hard thing for sacred conservatives. Traditions. Yeah, these sacred traditions. Like, for conservatives to get past these sacred conditions because they believe, oh, I, something's changing. This scares me. But you guys got to be able to fucking get past that and actually talk to other people and realize that, like, they have a different experience than you. They have been oppressed through different ma- means than you have. And the only way that we're going to end the state is if we can get people together to cooperate and say hey we're all we're all being taken advantage of here we're all being exploited by this this ruling class why don't we get together and throw off the chains instead the state uses this left right fighting in the streets as a is a uh, pressure relief uh, valve the same as it does with the voting left or right. And by left and right, we're talking about the fucking upper right quadrant of the spectrum, neoliberalism, right? It's like they think, okay, we, we just got to keep these people fighting each other and never questioning the existence of the state itself, but just who's in control of that state. You know, what is my guy in control? Is, you know, who do I have influence instead? Yeah, we got to stop that shit and we got to start getting people together to actually question the the very existence of the system that they're in and start advocating against it start pushing against it start making changes the most fucking change that happened in 2020 was that fucking precinct in minneapolis burning to the ground that did more for police reform than any fucking thing the lp or the progressives or the conservatives will ever do that action scared the shit out of the cops it scared the shit out of everybody 
that was supporting the the, the Minneapolis PD and uh, the Thin Blue Line. And there's so many cops that quit after that. People realize, okay, we got to start. We got to start, you know, making some changes here, or we're next. The courthouse is next. The the fucking city council is next. People have to start realizing that actions like that—that's what makes a difference. Direct action against these, the state and its cronies that are taking advantage of us, that are using us, that are violating our rights every fucking day. That's who we got to target and. We gotta, we gotta throw off these chains through action. It's not gonna happen just by sitting around hoping that's the case and sitting around here and like, oh, I can't work with this person because I don't like that they have pronouns in their bio, or I can't work with this person because they have a slightly different political uh, uh, outlook than I do. No, start, start forming coalitions, see where you agree, and start fighting the state. I agree. I agree, man. I think it's difficult when you see someone with pronouns in their bio because you automatically, and this is just the way uh, politics work, you're like, okay, this person is a left crazy person. They're a woke psycho. Uh, there are going to be some crazy SJW and they're going to get offended by something I say. And and that's not necessarily true, man. I've got, dude, i got trans friends out here that they're more conservative than I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just, they're, it's it's not necessarily, and I think that's the unfortunate thing is where they're trying to make a monolith between, because there's no reason why a gay person has to fucking, uh, has to be a Democrat or has to be a neoliberal or has to, you know, support one side or the other, or, uh, but they try to put you in this camp. Like I'm a beaner, so I have to be a Democrat and the rest of my family thinks that and they are right. Um, so, like you said, maybe just having conversations with people and not just seeing them as, uh, oh, this person has fucking pronouns in their bio, so they are crazy. Yeah, stop collectivizing people. Treat them as individuals. And that's a huge failing. You don't, you don't deal with the whole collective on a daily day-to-day basis. You deal with individuals. Yeah. So it's unrealistic why you treat them as a whole as a whole, and yeah. uh, in terms of that single individual, like that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, it's like I'm trans, I'm non-binary, and I've had to deal with fucking chuds on Twitter or wherever immediately, just saying, "Oh, I don't want to listen to you," or "I, you know, I disagree with you," just because of that fact. And like, you don't, you don't even hear anything I had to fucking say. Yeah. You're hostile to me just because of that. Right yeah, yeah, it's reactionaryism, and the the whole thing. It's like. We're not going to get anywhere as long as you fuckers keep doing this. And we, we have to get past this dumb shit. And conservatism, I see, is just as just like liberalism, is it's it's a fucking preservation mechanism for the state. There are things we got to get past. And that's not to say that all people that are conservative or hold conservative values are bad, but the people that think they can use the state to implement their values, right, whether they're conservative or liberal values, we have to get past the idea that you can use the state to implement your your worldview, and you're going to prescribe that on other people. Yeah, yeah it's fascinating, man. I, I mean, I'm looking at stuff right now as far as, like, only right now, like in the last maybe year and a half, have I looked at conservatives and thought they are more sane right now than the Democrats. Uh, because I used to be a very much 
I'm not left nor right, and I'm still that way. Uh, but I, I'm telling you right now, as far as like, if I go outside, I moved from the Portland metro-ish area to a more rural part of Oregon. Uh, so I'm out of like Crazyville right now, which is great. Uh, more people are just like pretty fucking sane. I can go into a store without a mask, you know, things like that, where people aren't just going to try to fucking shout, shout, like attack you physically for, um, uh, but like, I have to say, dude, if I see somebody with a fucking, with a fucking Biden sign in front of their house and we're in this together and put your mask on retard and you better be vaccinated or I see some dickhead over here with an American flag and says MAGA on their thing. I, I'm telling you, dude, like, I have a preference on who I'd rather have be my neighbor at this point. At, One for of these me, people yeah. want to jam something down my fucking, or want to put a needle in my arm and, and, and fucking freak me the fuck out. These guys, I can at least talk to them about guns. Uh, we could have a barbecue and a beer. Uh, you probably couldn't even do that with them because you're going to have to fucking wear a mask and you're going to have to stand six feet apart and... Like, well, so many of them are also just fucking hypocrites when they, they say that shit and they won't even actually follow their own dictates anyways. For sure. Yeah. But um, I mean, I'll give I'll give I'll give the right that they are a tad bit more individually minded in certain aspects. But like when they don't have power. See, that's yeah. the whole thing is yeah. like right now, the only reason why they're more palatable is because they're not in charge. Yeah, you, you get the best of the right when when the Democrats are in charge. Yeah, because it's all rhetoric. Yeah, yeah, is I mean it is they pretend to like freedom, but not too much freedom. You know, they're, yeah. they're douchebags too. <laughs> yeah, so I I just I just look at them both the, the MAGA guy or the the Biden stand, they're fucking controlled opposition, and by controlled opposition, they're they're people that have been psyoped into believing that. Way. And I don't value either of their opinions. I'm like, I might appreciate more that this this MAGA guy is not going to try to mandate something on me, but this they'll mandate something else on me. Yeah, you know, they, yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. Right now they're like, oh, like they want to they want to like take away the ability for for like trans kids to get medical care and shit like that. I'm like Wait, the the unironic you want to do that. Shit. Yeah, they're like trying to to like prohibit that in states like that, and what it's the like. Fuck? Like where the where the states cannot per, like these sorry doctors' offices and surgeries and stuff like that in, um, in these conservative states like they cannot perform gender conforming, um, treatments and stuff like that and that's just like hormones and shit like that. So and, I yeah. have a question. I, the way okay, so the way I kind of see the state working is like the people that are in charge of us and like even the people that aren't necessarily in charge of us. People like fucking Bill Gates. People like Dr. Fauci. These people. Uh, everything they do, I see, is anti-life. Like they, like they tell us out of one side of their mouth that the population's too big. We need to fucking downsize the population. Except and not they, us. Out of the yeah. other side of their yeah. their mouth is like we need to protect everybody. So everybody get this fucking experimental warp maga shot. Uh, and I, I. I see everything they do as attacking life. And it's so, all completely disingenuous. It's all death horseshit. Cult. Yeah, it's, it's, death yeah, it's death cult, man. It, and so, um, in a lot of ways, I see them uh, giving kids these hormones. They're confusing them about their sexuality. So I'm not saying that there aren't trans people. Obviously, I, I respect you. I think that you are trans. I have friends here that are trans. But I think that they're also, they're really trying to confuse fucking kids and i see this as like a mass sterilization thing 
Like, is that, am I crazy? Like, I see, like, them, because a lot of these I, kids are probably just gay. You know, I mean, I've seen a lot of that where, like, in England right now, there's a whole group of young women that were convinced they were transgender. They cut off their breasts. They had, you know, re, you know, uh, surgery on them. And then they come back and they're suing the NHS and saying they're like, look, you guys didn't even tell me that I might just be gay. Like, there, there's these girls that are saying, like, you've basically ruined my fucking, my body. I'll never be able to That's... have kids. I'm just a lesbian. And you know, you know what I mean? And I, I see this as another attack on, like, reproductive rights and, like, more of the, like, Margaret Sanger, let's fucking get everyone aborted, too. Yeah, I could you, I could see how it could be used that way. But, like, most most treatments, for, for, it's just it's just um, puberty blockers, which is completely reversible. This, this is okay, kind of like, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm kind of this, like the whole, yeah, as far as the stuff. whole, yeah, because, because we, I've heard some of this shit is like irreversible. Like if you do this, then you won't be able to have kids later yeah. and things like that. Yeah, like, like personally, yeah, as, if I were a doctor, ethically, I'm not going to tell a 10 year old I'm going to do surgery. And I don't think most doctors would do that. It's like, no, you, you need to figure out if this is what you really want. And there are a lot of ways to do that before you do that. And there's a lot of things we can do to stave off, you know, like puberty, like just the puberty blockers are completely reversible. All that you're doing is you're just, you're just, you're just taking the window that that time would happen. You're pushing it off. And you're pushing it off till later. And interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I see this giant push where like transgenderism used to be about like maybe one and a half percent of the population. And now it's like, do you think any of this is fashion where I, cause I could see that a lot I, of people I'm, that I'm part of me, part of me is, uh, this is Matthew talking, uh, part of me, I'm par- partially concerned about that, but like, I think the best way to handle this is that get away from the, um, get away from the, uh, the, the step the, um, the, the, basically the mainstream medical establishment, because who knows, they might have some sort of, uh, um, what's the word? Agenda. Uh, uh, some, <laughs> some sort of agenda, and yeah. let's actually have like, like, um, doc, like, community-ran medical centers that actually care about the, like, you know, the children they're taking care of, so that we know, make sure, like, if this person's trans, actually transgendered, um, they're they're getting to help the need and not having some sort of uh agenda that's being pushed where it's actually affecting kids or just gay so i think my biggest issue with it is when the state gets involved again it's that's state, yeah right? yeah that's that's it it's like because in like canada dude like if you're fucking and this happened in washington state too where if your child said i think i might be trans they will take your parental rights from you if you don't like if you don't do medical intervention on your child and you're like well can i take my child to counseling can we try to see if our like our child is actually transgender or not they're like no take the pills you know what i mean so to me i I, so whenever the state gets involved yeah that's when there's a gun in the room yeah like a gun pointed and it's that's when it gets ugly and that's when people the state should have no fucking yeah Yeah. i I think it's whether um i think i mean i mean i don't know your personal thoughts but i think it's a really good idea for to make sure like I mean, I, I also in the context like, away from the, um, you know, the sta- uh, the uh, the you know our current medical establishment, doing um, 
making sure, like, just make sure that person actually is trans before doing everything you can before you do any, um, any, any, um, treatment. Wait, wait, another... Think of a better way of getting rid of all the trans people than making you guys all, uh, sterilized. I mean, that's, I mean, in a lot of ways, they like, they, they're fucking sterilizing people. Like, where are you guys going to go? Like, you know what I mean? It's, it, mm-hmm. I do see it as a weird fucking eugenic thing too. Cause I mean, who are the only people reproducing right now? Uh, the religious right, as far as like either Muslims, uh, Orthodox Jews, Christians, they're the, they're the only ones that are above reproduction rate. Like, um, liberals right now are scared and having maybe one kid, you know, uh, uh, progressives aren't having any kids. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be weird. What's the next generation going to be like in two generations? What is this country going to be like? Yeah. So like two, two things I like, so I, I agree there are, there are things to be concerned about. Like when somebody is like, uh, seems to be pushing an agenda or I'm saying Arizona, go have babies. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, what you will take the trend, you will develop the sexuality, <laughs> but, but yeah, what, um, a, a large, a large part of with, with people, with this becoming an issue now is more and more people are becoming comfortable in expressing themselves. It's becoming mm-hmm. less, less impermissible yeah. for trans people, especially when we're talking about non-binary, because we're talking about people just eschewing gender roles completely and saying, yeah, you no, know, these, these fucking constructs, these are a fucking construct. They're a spook. These, all these expectations in me, if I'm a girl, if I was born as a woman or born as a man, but I have to function in a particular it, way. It needs to be autonomously yeah. yeah. welcome to own the individual desire. So that's, I guess what I'm scared of is like the state manipulating kids and the state manipulating people and trying to do this. Yeah. As far as like, if somebody actually feels that way, I, that's totally your fucking business. That's your life. That's your body. I respect your autonomy. Do whatever fucking makes you feel comfortable. I don't like the state getting involved in this and doing weird shit. Yeah, I, I don't trust the state yeah. either because I mean they they always have an agenda to push. It's never it's never altruism. That's horseshit. If you think this the state gives a shit about you, <laughs> it's like anything. Anything, anything could be all, uh, purely altruistic, though. <laughs> yeah, I just but I'm using I'm using the definition that most people. Think yeah, yeah. Well, when you're when you see things like the CIA sell and and the CIA and uh, what's the other fucking piece of shit? Um, some big. Uh, oh God, man! They make they make bombs. Who are who are those assholes? Like oh, Raytheon or like Raytheon? Yeah, yeah, Raytheon was talking about like. Uh, we we support transgender rights. Look, we have a trans person, and we're putting them on our ad right now. And for like, me, that's all. I'm marketing. trans, and this is great. And like, trans people oh, can yeah. kill brown yeah. kids too. It's you know? it's capitalism. Like... <laughs> they're, they're trying yeah. to they're trying to co opt the LGBT community into supporting their wars and supporting their policies. That's to me. That's just marketing to okay. for their own preservation. I mean, because I get yeah. suspicious when J.P. Morgan puts a float out on the Pride Parade, and you're like. Fuck you, J.P. Morgan. Yeah, you know what it's I mean? it's them, like... it's, they're trying to co-opt it. They, it's this this fucking corporatization Hello, fellow of, gays. Of, of pride. Yeah, yeah. Pride was a riot, by the way. Stonewall was a fucking riot. The Compton Cafeteria riot was a fucking riot. Give me, give me a welcome to Stonewall. So Stonewall was basically the beginning of of Pride, and that was when a bunch of cops went to go ra- to uh, to raid an inn called the Stonewall Inn that okay. was frequented by the LGBT community. And 
people fought back when the cops came in there to bust them. They threw bricks. They fought the cops in the fucking street and said, get the fuck out. That's how Pride started. Pride yeah. was a fucking riot. Mm-hmm. That's based as fuck, man. Yeah. I dig it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I first heard about Stonewall, I was like, that's the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah, one of my fucking best. Yeah. One of my favorite little uh, propaganda images for that is a brick that's painted, you know, in the rainbow colors, and, and it says on it in the stencil, "Pride was a riot." And I try to, I, I anytime anybody brings that sort of shit up, I, I remind them, it's like, this was a fucking riot. This was civil disobedience. This was outright insurrection. You know, stop with this trying to plead with the state for your rights. No, fuck that. You need to fight everything you have. Every right that you 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 desire, you need to fight for that. That that's the only way you're going to secure those. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's how things work. We have to fight for every little thing we want. I dig it, man. That's fucking great. Um, so we're rounding up here on an hour and a half. Uh, do you guys want to do any plugs? Where can people find you, and how can people help you guys out? Do you guys have like a a PayPal going? Do you guys have something like? Oh no, we are we are completely disorganized. So uh, we're still in the in the planning phase of this. But um, for you guys anything, should get like a GoFundMe going, man, to fucking buy land. And yeah, that yeah, come that out there and move and that would be smart. Yeah, we're gonna we should look into doing that. And I agree that I'm also I've been looking at other means of funding it. But um, you can find um, the page Anarcho Synergy Ball. I just think right now it's labeled as. Um, Agora Syndicalist Ball or Syngorism Ball. Syngorist, I think. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm trying to get Matt to change it back to the old one. It's way it's way more easy to recognize. (laughs) But um, I'll I'll put a link in the in the yeah in the show notes. Yes. But yeah, you could find uh, Anarcho Synergy Ball on uh, Facebook. You could find me on uh, Twitter as Agorazona. A G. O R I Z O N A, or I am Arizona is the title. Um, Matt, pretty much just shit posts on Facebook. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, you guys want all of Matt's socks? I can give you all of Matt's sock accounts. You can go, you can go friend them. You want people to come bother you on uh, Facebook, Matt? Or <laughs> yeah, Matt walked away for a split second. But um, yeah, the big big plans coming up in the future. We're hopefully going to get this community going. Um, trying to trying to get that going and just more bottom unity more anarcho synergist uh things in general and trying to teach people that all these praxis are compatible there's no reason that we can't be insurrectionists that we can't be agorists that we can't be mutualists that we can't be um crypto anarchists or any we can't we can't be using all these these things in concert to fight the state and there's no reason that an ancap can't work with an ancom or a mutualist and an agorist can't work together we just have to get past our tiny little differences and realize we share a common enemy and at the end of the day what makes bottom unity work is just realizing what if we don't kill each other that was a fucking answer the entire time what if we just didn't kill each other there you go the answer to bottom unity i dig it man i love it uh, I'm definitely a big bottom unity fan here too. So, uh, much respect. I would love to have you guys back on, especially once you get some land and, or you guys get some, uh, some way for people to fund you and yeah, keep us updated and yeah, man, we love having you guys on. Thanks a lot.
Yeah, thanks for having us on. All right, hang on for one second after I hit stop.